You're listening to Once, episode 222, Broken Heart, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And we just finished watching this episode, Broken Heart, and hearts were truly broken in this yes, episode. they were. I, I think this is going to be one of those episodes that <laughs> as we rewatch it, some things will make more sense as to why they did that, and it will connect more. Some stuff, I know, watching it in the chat room, I saw some people saying that some things seemed quite inconsistent, while at the same time, I think some things were consistent. Well, Daniel, we're going to have to go on a quest before Wednesday. <laughs> Do you know what that quest is? What is it? For writing our notes, we need to find some squid ink. That's the only way this is going to work. You're referring to Henry's using squid ink on Emma? I'm referring to the bracelet? fact that this episode's hashtag should probably be loophole well you know that could be true because they did find loopholes in this episode for I, everything two of the three involving squidding i did generally like this episode now keep in mind these are our initial reactions so we're <laughs> going to be a bit all over the place in our conversation and um we haven't done a lot of research or any after what we saw of this episode that's what our upcoming full discussion podcast episode will be about so our conversation will go all kinds of places and we'll cover everything right here there's so many things to be said because of the end but we'll see how that unfolds <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so <laughs> apparently rumple yeah was brought back from the dead and he's the only person to have done that according to the once upon a time mythology and I did not take that as him being brought back from the dead. What was the preservation spell? They've always said you can't bring someone back from the dead. They, what was the rose under the glass if he was dead? It never came apart. He wasn't dead. Th that's not what they're talking about. I think what they're talking about is when he killed himself along with Peter Pan. Uh, but then he reappeared back at the Vault of the Dark One. Mm, That's what I think they're talking about. And that, mm, I think, makes more sense in this context. That would make more sense. <sighs> so now all of the Dark Ones are back and they're alive. I am so afraid that next week is just going to be the episode from hell. <laughs> there, I made one joke. I'll try to limit myself to just that one because there are a lot more where that came from. <laughs> well... <laughs> So the big question really on my mind at the end of this episode is, are they going to actually show that many different and interesting dark ones? Or is it going to be the same as in Emma's head where there's like Nimue, there's maybe whatever the lizard thing was. Yeah, Gorgon. Sure. And then there's like a bunch of blank faces with glowing eyes that all look the same. I think, yeah, it'll be something like that. And then it will be... A lot of maybe invisible things happening. Yeah. They've done it again. I'm definitely, at this moment, my initial reaction is definitely humongous cynicism. Because now we not only have, as I've been predicting, the whole term snuff out the light that we've been building up to 
And then next week, we're going to find out what they've decided that really, not really so much what it means, but what they can pull off. We'll see that next week. But now they've got this massive return of the Dark Ones. So instead of you can't come back from the dead, it's like, there are about 47 people back from the dead. That's cool. We can just do that all in one fell swoop. Oh, and that portal to the underworld always been in that pond that was created in the land without magic. You just got to know how to open it. It was actually super easy as long as you have the right conditions. Well, do remember this. The waters that run underneath Storybrooke connect all the magical realms. They've said that before. Mm. So to say, oh, it happens that there's a portal to a specific realm through this specific location, that's not as much of a stretch as if uh, we were to forget that phrase before. Eh, maybe. I don't know. Have they actually said that in the show, or is that something writers have said They have said that. They have said that, yeah, back in uh, seasons Mm. one and two. Interesting. Well, there's a lot to live up to, and seeing the return of all the Dark Ones does not get my hopes in the right direction. I kind of like it. It's super creepy, but it's too difficult. It's too contradictory. Now what? There's going to be like a head Nimue and a real Nimue? Or is she gone from the Dark One's heads because she's there in the flesh? That's what I think it will be. <sighs> now, here's one thing, though. that And I'm, I'm a fan of this episode. I did generally <laughs> like this episode. Uh, here's an answer that we got. Is we were thinking, is this going in the direction of the next realm we're going to be in for the second half of the season will be the Underworld? Because a lot of things seem to hint at that. And even when they start talking about a portal, I was thinking, oh, we're going to the underworld right now. <laughs> but no, they brought people from the underworld here. So I'm more okay with that than with going to the underworld. Sure. Yeah, for real. Yeah, at least it it uh, it doesn't get my hopes up too high for next week, but maybe for the last half of the season. It might mean better things. Although, I can't think of a single thread in this year's story arc that could continue beyond next week. So if they've been building to something, either it's not done next week, or they've been building something I can't see, or they're going to have the last 30 seconds, they're just going to throw some person at us who hasn't really been cast yet, and that's going to be the lead-in for next year. I could see Hook as the Dark One being the villain. Of the second half of this season. Oh, I hope not. Yeah, I hope not either. Well, when I say I hope not, it's I want to see him somehow saved from this. But is he savable at this point because of everything that's happened that's brought him to this point and now what he's doing on this revenge rampage? Well, yeah. Okay. So the revenge rampage. How does this make any sense? Either, number one, the Dark Ones are not consistent because the effect is completely different from one person to the next. Or, and this seems to be more true, they are pretty much who they are, but enhanced a little bit. So, Rumple became more ruthless, we saw, when he first became the Dark One. But that was already in him. Emma seems to just be Emma actually even more than she looked like for the rest of the season. So all this stuff from Hook, if it's consistent, Hook's 
to me is just they've undone everything they've built with Hook for me. Except that he did spend a very long time so focused on revenge that it was deeply ingrained in him. And he had to work very hard to overcome that. Look at it this way. They've or we have likened the Dark One power and just the power of magic to like a drug. Or you could think about alcohol. That's a little bit more relatable that when people get drunk, not everyone's violent. Not everyone's stupid. Not everyone is ridiculous. But it brings out the personality or it brings out things inside that person. Angry people Mm -hmm. lose control and become or seem to be even more angry. It's not that they became more angry. It's they're no longer controlling it. Yeah. I think that's what happened here is that now he's essentially intoxicated with the Dark One magic. And now that that wild revenge side of him is now taking control. But on Emma. Emma is a cunning person. No, I mean, he wants to hurt Emma. Right. If that wasn't already in there, then it's inconsistent. If it's consistent, then it was already in there. And he's not really a redeemed character. So something's wrong. Something's broken, either with the plot or with the character. Well, I think that if... Yeah, so he's going after revenge on Emma. I think that's because he's kind of like a you know, let the whole world burn at this point with his revenge. That seems to be kind of the yeah. approach that he's taking. He's, he killed Merlin without thinking. I mean, without blinking, essentially. He planned to do that from the beginning. As soon as he heard that Emma lied to him, it, he's, he's basically overreacting to any kind of bad thing that someone does to him. And then wants to seek revenge on them. On the level of a five-year-old. Yeah, I mean, he flew off the handle of the sword just because, I mean, she was totally right. He said that he was going to be worse. And so he should understand why she would not tell him. I didn't think that it was consistent with his character to react that way. At least not where they've taken the character. Right. And they... I don't know. Either it is an evil presence inside him or it's not. Removing his memory shouldn't make him normal. He, they tried to have him say that Killian Jones died and this is something new, but they've never indicated that before. And if that's true, erasing his memories would not work. Right. Yeah. There, there are a lot of things I hope they do address because... Or there might be simply things that we just have to accept as inconsistent as certain things seem to be. We might have to accept and then move on with the story as best as we can. But in the meantime of accepting things, I do want to take a little positive (laughs) note here and thank some people who have given some stuff that we are very grateful for and we gladly accept. Our heroes who are not bent on revenge, (laughs) but are bent on supporting this podcast (laughs) episode after episode, dollar after dollar. You are our heroes. They're not even tethered to anything. Exactly. And that's what makes them so amazing. They are truly heroes of the heart. Our heroes for this episode to thank are Lisa Slack and a new hero to thank is Aaron Nanali. Thank you very much for your kind contributions to support the podcast. 
If you would like to be a hero to the podcast, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero and look at your options for supporting the podcast through Patreon. We have 30 heroes on Patreon. Thank you very much for being great heroes for us. And there are also options to shop through our affiliate links to do your Christmas shopping or any other kind of shopping over there at oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support. By the way, one of the cool things is that's coming up in our full discussion is mm. I will announce Ooh. the winners for the Once Upon a Time costume contest of 2015. Mm. The winner, I'll, I'll tease with this. I voted. The winner is a clear winner oh. by a very long shot. <laughs> now that's first place. Second place, last I checked, and I didn't check, uh, I haven't checked since the numbers actually closed and the voting closed, but last I checked, Second place did seem to be a clear second place winner. Third place, last I saw, was tied. And these are some great costumes. And there will be some great prizes awarded to this. So we'll announce that in our upcoming full discussion. And we record that live on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern time over at oncepodcast.com slash live. So tune in at that time. Join us on the website and chat room to hear the winner announced and also listen to our upcoming full discussion to hear that winner and they will be notified after we announce it. So congratulations to the upcoming winners and you'll just have to find out who they were, but I think you'll agree <laughs> they deserved it. Some awesome costumes. Nice. And given recent developments, it's very important to make that distinction that we will be podcasting live and not like dead. Yes, we won't be podcasting from the underworld. <laughs> we don't require your blood if you've been to the underworld and back. <laughs> oh, gosh. If you've been to the underworld and back, I don't want to know you. All right. So here's something that on first watch was not quite clear. I know we'll know this for the full discussion. Mm -hmm. Rumpel mm -hmm. was cut yes. by Hook's Hook or by Excalibur. Chat room's been saying the Hook. But the way that Rumple is acting, it seems like it might be Excalibur. But my goodness, that hook is so infected with magic at this point. <laughs> Who knows what that could do? You really should clean that thing every now and then, Killian. <laughs> I think, I'm thinking that for the sake of the story, he was actually cut by Excalibur. And also what Hook said when he cut Rumple did sound like he was referring to that cut being from Excalibur. And we'll know more when we've rewatched this episode right. a couple times for our full discussion. But that could put a really strange strain on things here with Rumple now poisoned by Excalibur and dying. Mm -hmm. And I know one of the comments that was made in the chat room while we were watching the show live on Sunday night was maybe Rumple will become the dark one again. Like Rumple will have to kill Hook and then Rumple becomes the dark one again. But that's so much of a reset. <laughs> I know. Nobody wants it. Yeah. I mean, we already got a, a curse again. <sighs> we did. Mini loophole curse. Yeah. Which discount bargain curse at Granny's. I'm okay with the way that they cast the curse now. Uh, when, when they were bringing it out. Because I was okay. thinking, wait a minute. How is Merlin Hook's? true love or the thing he loved most how how is this working but then when they brought up Nemo, it's like oh okay when they yeah, first that, said that loophole i was thrown for quite a loop 
That was not as big a loophole as I was expecting. I thought they were going to find a way to cast the curse without the heart of the thing you love most, which was just, uh, no, no. But it was a stretch. It was it was a big stretch. It would have been less of a stretch if they had brought Nimue from the underworld in Camelot and had her do it and then took her over and hid her in Storybrooke. Like, that would have been super convoluted, but less of a stretch. But they couldn't because the way to get Nimue there in the first place in the flesh was with the blood from Rumple. Yes. It's all wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey sort of wacky-wacky <laughs> things. Oh, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey makes more sense. <laughs> but I did really like the way that we got to see this curse coming because unlike the previous curses, we got to see this curse coming from the perspective of multiple locations. Mm, yeah. Like we saw Merida was just within the borders enough that she was captured by the curse. Yeah. Uh, we saw it coming into Camelot. We saw it, of course, starting there at Granny's. I like the way that we got to see the curse coming. Yeah, but was it the same curse? It was implied that it was. Maybe it was just a dark curse, but required the same key ingredient. But that dark curse is supposed to take, well, despite what has been revised over the seasons, it was supposed to take everyone in the Enchanted Forest, I still maintain that, to a land without magic. And erase their memories and give them false identities. It had a very specific mechanic that was the whole premise of the show. I don't like seeing it cast three times. Yeah, there do seem to be things that have put borders on the curse. Like when Zelina, or rather Snow, Mm -hmm. cast the curse that brought Zelina and everyone else back to Storybrooke. There was a border to that. And Hook was able to outrun the curse in the Jolly Roger and thus avoid Mm, it. True. So I, I, I <laughs> yeah, but yeah. hello, our, our old friend, the curse. Nice to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> With a whole heart this time. Well, I guess it was a whole heart before. It's just the Charmings have half a heart. Yeah. <laughs> Do everything half-heartedly these days. So you were right about the dark one being called by Merlin during that little voicemail message. And yeah, I didn't realize he was in Granny's. Could we see that background the first time? Not very well. No. I thought he was in a different room altogether, like his tower. Yeah, that's what I thought. Now that'll be interesting to go back and look to see were there stones in the background or was it grannies in the background? Yeah. And he actually did kill him. I thought there was going to be, I thought that was going to be trickery and he was going to come back. The oldest person in all the realms. I'll tell you what, they have taken Arthurian legend and just made it their plaything. <laughs> Arthur's evil. Camelot's a sham. Merlin's dead. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And Nimue's a dark one. <laughs> you can bring back people or at least dark ones from the dead <laughs> in some way. So now all underworld has broken loose. <laughs> or at least dark ones. Uh this is going to be an interesting setup for the mid-season finale, which is the next episode of Once Upon a Time. So do keep that in mind, that the episode that will be airing on Sunday, December 6th, is the end of the mid-season. Then we won't be back until, or the, the show won't be back until spring 2016. 
in the meantime, there are going to be some little special things we're still going to try and do. And Gallivant will be coming back. We saw the announcement for it tonight while Once Upon a Time was being aired. And I'm looking forward to that. I enjoyed watching Gallivant. And we might do a podcast episode or two about Gallivant. Gallivant will be five weeks this year in or this coming year instead of the original four weeks, which makes me think that it'll be 10 episodes, if I'm remembering correctly, that the original was eight. Uh, so that that looks like that could be a lot of fun. I don't know d- anything about what will be there, but it'll be I officially fun. disassociate myself from anything Gallivant related. But it could fill in the space when you're missing Once Upon a Time. And so we might do something about that as well as some other surprises. But it might make not, more sense. <laughs> we're not finished with the podcast yet. We've still got a lot more and a lot more to discuss about this episode. So please send us your feedback, your theories, and your predictions. The contact information is on the website at oncepodcast.com. And when you're on the website, visit the show notes for this episode, oncepodcast.com slash 222, and share this out. Tweet it, Facebook it, Reddit it, Tumble it, Google Plus it, all of that kind of stuff. Share it out there. That's the best thing you can do to support the podcast is tell other people about it. Get your friends watching Once Upon a Time, then get them listening to the podcast as well. You can become ambassadors for the podcast. I officially dub you ambassador of the podcast. (laughs) And if I could, I would take my sword letter opener and tap you on the shoulder and dub you ambassador of the podcast because you are, you are our ambassador. So go to oncepodcast.com slash 222 and our feedback and contact information is there. And that's also where you can share this episode with your friends and family and get ready for the upcoming announcement of the costume contest winners. But in the meantime, we'd love for you to follow us on Twitter at once podcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at the ramen noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin on Twitter at Legon. That's P H L E G O N. Get in your theories to us by Wednesday afternoon. And we'll have our full discussion this coming Wednesday at 7 PM Eastern time. Once podcast.com slash live. And until next time, remember a broken knee is nothing on a broken heart. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for making this episode of the podcast possible. If you would like to be one of them, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.